Section 7 of the Christmas Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lauren Peterson. The Christmas Book by Hezekiah Butterworth. Good Luck. A Christmas Story. Good Luck's father was an old breadcart man. He drove a horse named Molly that used to jog along from house to house in the country road, jingle, 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 her harness tied up with toe-strings and toggles, a faithful, steady old creature that was never known to run away. After some years' service, Molly learned to go without driving, as the people used to say. She would start from the old red bakery, jingle, 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 and stop regularly at every house, without a woe or a pull at the much-mended reins. Her mission was to supply the good people all with crackers and cookies and gingerbread. She seemed to understand the dignity of her work. No other horse in the town was honored with carrying seven bells on his harness all the year, and to trot along with a jingle, jingle, jingle. Old Molly seemed to comprehend it all. Her good master's name was Fairweather, a kindly man, that baked crackers and cookies and gingerbread during the week, and slept in church on Sundays after he passed the contribution box. His wife, Dorothea, or Dorothy, as she was called, was a simple, good woman, and the two might have become quite well-to-do in life if she had not been quite so free in distributing crackers, cookies, and gingerbread in charity among certain hard-working people of the neighborhood. She was always sending things, as the good people expressed it, to the poor and the sick. "'I wouldn't never see anybody suffer,' she used to say. "'Taint in my nature. Lord husband, twill all come back again some day. Nobody will ever live to see good luck begging bread.'" Good luck. And who was good luck? He was their little hunchbacked boy, their only child. He had a beautiful face, quick wit, and a warm, generous heart and everybody loved him, but poor fellow he was, as the people said, a little humpback. It deeply grieved the heart of Dorothy when she came to realize her little boy's deformity. When the time came to name the child, his father called him Henry, but his mother, good luck. I believe in sending a child out into the world with a good name, said she, Good luck is a name that will make the people look kindly upon him when I am laid away in the old burying ground without a gravestone. Dorothy was a wise woman in this, so little Henry began to be called by the neighbors Good Luck, greatly to the delight of Dorothy, and after a time he was known by no other name. At last industrious Mr. Fairweather died, and Good Luck was left to drive the old red bread cart jingle, jingle, jingle. Dorothy continued to bake and to give away almost as many crackers and cookies as she sold, and it greatly delighted the generous heart of good luck to carry these gifts to their friends. He received many returns, apples, pears, peaches, and vegetables. "'Take all they offer you,' said wise Dorothy. "'That is the way to be loved. They love you best who do the most for you. The heart loves those it helps and hates those it injures.' Always let people do for you, if you want them to love you, and never let them stop 
lest their love should fail. One day a great misfortune befell the widow. Poor old Molly was found dead after thirty years of usefulness, and Dorothy gave away the seven musical bells and the old harness with all of its toe-strings and toggles. "'Now I must support myself by knitting," she said to good luck, "'and I am going to teach you how to knit, and we will help each other. "'We must believe that everything that happens is for the best, "'since we do not know anything and cannot see the end. "'So the book of Job teaches, "'and I do think that book is the best book of poetry in all the world.'" So the quiet old lady and her boy used to be seen sitting in the door of the little red cottage under the woodbine and hopvine, knitting, knitting. They were very happy. They used to talk of those prosperous days when old Molly made musical the air of the country roads, lined with locust trees and apple trees, and good Mr. Fairweather was the baker of the town weekdays, and passed the contribution box Sundays, and on the latter days rested in his cool country pew. It makes me glad to think that I gave away so much, Dorothy used to say. All that we have to make the soul happy is what we have given away. I wish I had given away more. I should have been a great deal happier, and you, good luck, would have been a deal better off. There's nothing like a good name and good will in this world. Don't you never worry, good luck, when I am gone. The Lord is our Father, and He owns the universe, and it makes me feel very rich." He'll remember the crackers I gave away, and will always take care of you, good luck. Wait and see. One day, when the world was full of summer sunshine, and the orioles were singing their happiness among the cool old trees, and the bobolinks were toppling amid the dewy clover, the two sat knitting together. Suddenly, Dorothy's arm fell. I feel strange, said she. Good luck, my darling child. I am paralyzed. I shall never knit any more. "'Go for the neighbors.' "'The neighbors came running. "'They brought her water from the old well. "'Cordials, cake, flowers, "'all came running with something. "'I shan't live long,' said Dorothy, "'and I'm going to prophesy. "'Everybody that is good to good luck "'and gives him a home "'will be prosperous and happy. "'The Lord told me so. "'Now help me to my bed. "'I shall never go about again.' She lay sick during the beautiful June days. Her bed was covered with gifts from many hands, roses and lilies from the children, and food in abundance from those she had helped feed in the happy years gone by. There are people whose consciences are so quiet that we feel the peace of their presence, and so it was with Dorothy. Her sick room was a delightful place, and the neighbors never left her. One day in July... When the birds were singing in all the trees, she said, I think I'll have to go now. The Lord has called me. Always be good to good luck, and the Lord will bless you. And she turned her head aside, and when they went to her, she was dead, and the birds sang on as before. What was to become of good luck? After the funeral, the neighbors returned to the old red cottage and sat down on the decayed doorsteps under the hop vine to discuss the subject. "'His mother prophesied before she died,' said brisk Aunt Betty Pringle, "'that anybody that gave him a roof would always have happiness and prosperity. "'The Lord told her so, and he knew. "'I'll take him just to drive trouble away. "'What do ye say, good luck?' "'Good luck said nothing. 
He did not like to be adopted because he was supposed to be a good fairy. He stood silent with a great emptiness in his heart. I'll take him, said a farmer's wife, because his mother used to give me cookies and always was good to me when I was sick. So will I, said another, and I, said another. Good luck's face brightened, and his empty heart began to fill with love for everybody. What do you say, good luck? asked the wife of the esquire. This is a good world, said the boy. It is all so good that I do not know what to say. I will take you, said the last-named lady, because your mother was so good to everybody. We have a great house and plenty of room, and I will send you to school. What do you say? Good luck began to cry, but he only said, The people are all so good. I wish mother was here to see. I would like to take the boy, said sad-faced Mrs. Poor, because the old bread cart once tided us over so many troubles when we were so unfortunate. I always loved the boy, and I lost my best friend when his mother died. My heart wants him, but I am the poorest woman in the town, and husband is lame, and is the most unlucky person in the world, always meeting with accidents and losses. You wouldn't like to go with me, would you, good luck? Good luck stood silent. The people all were silent, though the robins kept singing in the old trees. Yes, said good luck, crying. That is what my heart says. Yes. Then come right along. I'll always be good to you. I wonder what husband will say now. They stopped only to lock the door of the old red cottage and to gaze for a moment on the late good Mrs. Fairweather's empty bed, and then they went away. Good luck, holding Mrs. Poor by the hand, and all the birds were singing. "'I'll tell you what it is,' said the deacon's wife, as the two disappeared down the bushy road. "'I do believe the boy will bring good luck to that unlucky family and make the poors rich some day. Wait and see.' The poors lived in a bit of a house among the lilac bushes, at one end of a great pasture, in a by-lane, all out of the way. They had never been able to live in any better place. They had two children, Jimmy and Jinny, as the latter were known. Mr. Poor was lame. He had always been meeting with accidents. He was hoeing in the garden among the bean-poles that day when Mrs. Poor returned. He looked up, saw her coming, and came with his hoe for a cane to meet her at the stone wall. Mrs. Poor's heart had its misgivings as to what her husband would say to her new charge. "'See here,' said she. "'See what I have brought you?' "'What, Mary?' "'Good luck.' "'Well, Mary, we have need enough of good luck, but how happened the boy to come home with you?' "'The poor are always good to the poor, the best friends they have.' "'But did none of the rich folks offer to take the boy home?' "'Yes, all.' "'And you offered him a home, too?' "'Yes, and he wanted to come.' "'Well, Mary, you are a good woman, and I have nothing to say. "'We've got nothing to depend upon but the Lord, "'and five can depend upon him as well as four. "'I don't expect anything in this world, "'and blessed are those that expect nothing, "'for they shall not be disappointed.' "'But I do,' said Mrs. Poor, "'now that I have taken good luck. "'In helping him, I am going to help you and myself. "'If you want help, help others. "'That's the way.' 
Just then Squire Jones came along, and Mrs. Poor and Good Luck went into the cottage. "'What do you think my wife's gone and done?' said Mr. Poor to the squire. "'She's been and taken a boy, Fairweather's boy, humpbacked too. These women are curious now, ain't they?' "'You deserve to go all to the poorhouse together.' Indignant, Squire Jones strode away. "'Say, Squire,' said poor Mr. Poor, "'what? We ain't going. We're going to have good luck.' The two children, Jimmy and Jenny, were delighted that good luck had chosen their mother to be his mother, and deemed it the greatest possible honor. Mr. Poor treated the boy very kindly, and good luck was very happy indeed, and all the birds were singing. Summer passed. The birds ceased to sing. The orchards became russet and red with apples, and the maples turned red and oak trees brown. Shady November came, then frosty December, with complaining winds and light snows. Mr. Poor had had his usual accidents and losses. His potatoes blasted, the bugs ate his squashes, the frost killed his peppers before they turned red, then one of his pigs died, and he had neuralgia in his neck. Christmas week came. "'Well,' said Mr. Poor to his wife, as they sat down one evening alone to their sweet apples and porridge. The boy has been here almost six months, and I would be sorry to part with him, but he hasn't brought us any good luck yet. Misfortune goes right on, one thing following another. Does seem so the fates were against us, and I was born under an unlucky planet. Jimmy will have to go into the woods and help the woodchoppers this winter instead of to school and Jenny must go to Braden's straw and give up her education. Such bright, handsome children as they are, too. If some people had had the bringing up of Jimmy, they'd make a president of him. Why not? Abraham Lincoln was president. It was an old New England town. There were many families of intelligence and means in it, and many young men had gone from it into business or to college. The latter always returned to their bowery old homes at least three times a year, on Independence Day, Thanksgiving Day, and Christmas. All these people had most kindly memories of the Fairweathers, and even of old Molly with her wonderful intelligence and her jingle, jingle, jingle. In fact, most visitors to the town used to inquire about Mother Fairweather while the latter was living, and about little good luck after he went to live with the poors. Christmas makes all mankind brothers, and often prompts good hearts to be charitable in very curious ways. This Christmas seemed to lead all the visitors to the old houses to inquire about good luck, and at a church party on Christmas Eve, it was arranged to make him a visit on Christmas night, and to give a surprise party to the poors in return for their kindness to the boy, and the boy's parents' good hearts and charities in the days of Jingle Jingle Jingle, and the boyhood times now passing away. "'A very lean Christmas we'll have today,' said poor Mr. Poor, as he sat down to the table on Christmas morning. "'Porridge for breakfast, one little rabbit for dinner, and nothing for supper, and no presents for any of us. Although we be as good as anybody, it does seem as though the Lord has forgotten us.' The snow was falling. Sunbeams were falling with the snow, and the day bid fair to be pleasant. 
oh let us try to be thankful said little mrs poor there was red sky in the evening the cold moon rose and the woods stood white in the silent light the family gathered around the tallow candle it is christmas night said mr poor let's do something let's roast some apples and pop some corn then mary you shall read a chapter and we'll all go to bed jingle 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 there's a sleigh coming down the road said mr poor somebody's having a good time well i'm glad for him jingle 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 sleighing party i guess strange they should be coming this way well they ain't coming to see us wherever they may be going to jingle 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 goodness mary get up and look out the winder there must be a dozen sleighs what do you see hey nothing nothing why the road must be full just listen jingle 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 there do you call that nothing let me get up mr poor went to the window the young people followed i don't see anything said mrs poor there's a lot of people though there coming along under the trees up the lane and every time they stop to laugh they go jingle 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 and they're coming here said mr poor they're coming here what can they be coming here for i don't know em anything i'm afraid said mrs poor what mary they well they ain't humans shoo they can't be coming to do us any harm if they be spirits they be good ones just hear em laugh now jingle 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 they look like people with strings of sleigh bells on to em just like fairweather's old horse molly perhaps they're coming to see good luck who knows like enough it be the spirit of fairweather's old horse horses don't have spirits said philosophical mrs poor how do you know said mr poor i always kinder thought old molly had hush said mrs poor they're coming rap 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 who be ye all jingle 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 come in whoever ye may be a dozen or more merry young people rushed into the cottage and filled the room they were gaily dressed and each one had around the breast worn like a soldier's sash a string of sleigh bells there were some six or more young gentlemen and as many young ladies we've come to see good luck said the esquire's son and to wish you all a merry christmas then they all laughed merrily and as often as they laughed the bells all seemed to laugh too in a kind of melody they had brought a present of books to good luck a christmas cake to mrs poor and a bundle of clothes for jimmy and a package of bonbons for jinny christmas never came here before said mr poor what's brought you here good luck his mother was such a good woman but what made you think of us you are so good to good luck answered the squire's son now mr poor is there nothing we can do for you 
Massy, no. But you have to work hard and earn little. Yes, I suppose so. You know about the opening of the box factory? Wouldn't you like a place there as overseer? It would be an easy place. The pay would be good, and it would help your wife in making a better home. Massy, what luck! Yes, I would. Well, I've come to offer you the place, said the squire's son. Massy, what luck! Well, the factory opens the first Monday in January. Salary, twenty dollars a week. Twenty dollars a week? What luck! The young people all laughed. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle, jingle. Jingle, 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 jingle. Do you want to know what these bells remind me of? Yes, said the squire's son. All those good things old Molly used to carry, and old Fairweather to give away. Sort of an echo. Are you sure that you are all living beings, or are you old Fairweather's ghosts and the like of that? Spirits of people he used to help. Jingle, jingle, jingle was the only answer. I've been thinking of late, said the squire's daughter to Mrs. Poor, that since you have taken good luck, we might let Jimmy come and live with us and send him to school. Father is at the legislature now and is away most of the year. We want a boy in the house, and we would give Jimmy his education for his company. Massy, what good luck, said Mr. Poor. Mrs. Poor threw her apron over her head and began to cry. At that, the young people in sleigh bells all laughed again, jingle, jingle, jingle. The jingle party, which had been gotten up in memory of poor old Molly's benevolent journeys, left the cottage early, but the Poors sat up until midnight to talk it over. The Poors are prosperous people now, and Mr. Poor said to his wife recently on a summer day, I can hardly believe it, Mary. Since you brought that boy home and set things to go and right, what luck we have had. Our luck turned then. Now didn't it, Mary? Christmas never came to us before. Yes, said Mary, this is a good world. The poor woman, following the habit of the old hard years, threw her apron over her head and began to cry. But her tears were those of joy, and all the birds were singing. End of section 7